the sun came up and hit me on the face I noticed my life's in the right place I noticed my life's in the right place The bad things that happen I'll erase Noticed my life's in the right place I noticed my life's in the right place And I'm here
You never wanted to ever be found in you Now you're taking your time till the shine of the light comes through Now you're taking your time till the shine of the light comes through
As I tell stories she's been begging me to share She may just turn it back as if I wasn't there But how am I to know I wanna know what she needs Wanna know when she
Andy's got a fantastic sound. It's not just that his style is very relaxing, but that it's clearly identifiable as his own. He doesn't try to be a rocker. It's not who he is, and he's honest to that end. Furthermore, the music is honest. You can listen to the lyrics and get a feel for who he is as a man. And you don't think it's fake, a ploy to get you to feel something. It's who he truly is. Watching him perform, you get that same feeling. It's intimate and warm, and the music soothes you. I was fortunate enough to get an interview with Andy. He was kind and offered a glimpse into what makes him tick as an artist. Enjoy the interview. So you are actually born and bred in New York, or are you just living there now? No, I just live here now. I was actually born and bred in Buffalo, uh, so technically New York State, but not New York City. It's a world of difference. It's funny when you tell people you're from New York, you're like, oh, you're from the city. It's like there are actually parts of New York State that are not New York City. In fact, <laughs> The majority of the state is not New York City. And, uh, so how long you know, have you been there? I've been here for four years now. Yeah, man, four years. Calling uh, it home now? What's that? You're actually calling it home now or still missing Yeah, I'm other? actually, I'm, I'm in Brooklyn in my apartment right now. Um, <laughs> one of my only nights off, as I was saying. You know, I mean, you're actually, do you do you actually feel that New York now is your home, like New York oh, City? <laughs> Man, you can tell I need some coffee, yeah. totally. <laughs> that, that question just NASCAR'd me. By <laughs> um, yeah, it's funny because, um, like a lot of things, there was no definitive uh, moment where you realized that this, the switch had happened. Right. But I, I had went home to Buffalo uh, to play a show with my father, and it was funny. Um, you know, I was I think I was sitting there on the couch or something like that, and I was like, "Geez, man, I got to get back to New York." And I was like, "Oh, I guess New York is home now." You know, it's funny. It just kind of hits you the one day where it's like, "Yeah, okay, I guess that switch finally happened." You know. How much of that though is because of the scene, the music scene in New York? How do you find it there? Um, I find it great. Uh, 
there's a lot of opportunity to play. There's also incredible competition. You have to pretty much bring your A game to everything that you do. Uh, and uh, there's a lot of support. Uh, but even among the support, there's still a, a healthy and, you know, friendly competition among among most of us. You know, like we all we're all trying to get ours, but we're all trying to help each other, too. Um, and I think there's a lot of great stuff going on and any night of the week, pretty much at any time of the day, you can find someone playing that'd be worth listening to. And you got your favorite places to play right now in New York? I do. I got um, there's a place on the Lower East Side called Rockwood Music Hall that I absolutely love. It's a it's a smaller place and people really, really listen there. Uh, I run a, a monthly music series called Andy Mack and Friends in the West Village at a place called Cafe Vivaldi, which has the best piano I've ever played in my life. Uh, and the people there are awesome. And, you know, there's a, there's a lot of great venues here. There's a lot of great venues in New York. How are you finding it in terms of, like, which do you prefer to play in? Do you like the smaller, more quaint pubs where you're sitting down and it's a smaller audience, but at least you know that you have their attention? Or do you prefer something a little bit bigger? Uh, I get, You know, it depends on the kind of show. I'll put it to you this way, man. I'll take, you know, I'll take 20 people listening to me over 2,000 who couldn't give a shit any day. You know, like, it, 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 small or large, if an audience is listening or if I can get their attention and make them listen, that's what matters to me. So size is pretty much irrelevant. I mean, you know, don't get me wrong. I'd like to be playing the biggest venues that I can. But at the same time, I want, I want you know, the attention and know that I'm actually making a connection with people. Because if I don't have that, it's pretty much pointless, you know? Well, one of the things that I liked about... Um your 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 MySpace site is that you did add some videos of yourself playing in what appeared to be smaller venues, and yeah. what I like, uh, I I really enjoy being able to see artists on stage because you get a very good sense for them as they're performing and whether or not they're performing for themselves and they're lost in their music or they're actually performing for an audience, and it's much more about being a part of that experience. And you look very comfortable on stage. Yeah, um, I never, I never really had a problem with it. I, uh, my my father told me a story once when uh, my family was at, uh, we were at a Denny's, I guess, and we were waiting for our food to come. Apparently, and I don't remember this, but I must have been maybe like four or five. And he said that I, I went around to each table at the Denny's, introducing myself and just saying <laughs> hello. And uh, and uh, I don't, you know, like I said, I don't remember. But uh, so apparently, I've never had a problem uh, being, uh, you know, being an attention hound. <laughs> and do you still get that rush when you get on stage each time, or as or are you now used to it? Uh, a bit of both. Um, you know, there it depends on the gig too. You know, like I do weekly gigs, so at those I'm a bit more comfortable and I don't get the butterflies and all that kind of stuff. But when you're doing, you know the a bit you know the step up a bit more important gigs and it's really important like for instance i got i got a big show coming up coming up in october my cd release and i can guarantee you that that's gonna you know that's gonna be a very nerve-wracking experience for me no doubt. Um, so uh you know but i i'm really looking forward to it actually the day when i have no jitters and i have no excitement about it then i'm you know that's that then i'll get worried you know if i well, that's the thing, too. You're actually playing with the same group of guys all the time now, or do you play with different band members? I play with a lot. Of, oh, thank you. Thank <laughs> you. No, I just, I'm sorry. I just, I just had some coffee brought to me. So, uh, oh, I love coffee. Um, <laughs> no, now I'll be a little more coherent for it. No, I actually, um, New York is very much a town of, like I was saying, people trying to get theirs, but trying to help you, too. So, 
uh, and this is me included. My band, uh, while there's, you know, we have we have a, a a good amount of people that are always the same. Sometimes it's you know, hey man, can you do the gig? No, I'm sorry, I'm out of town or I'm already booked for that night because we're all trying to make a living. You know, we're right. a lot of the, a lot of people that I work with. Um, most of the people that I work with actually aren't doing the nine to five thing, me included. And I'm not knocking that, but I'm just saying, you know, we're, if we get a gig and we get an offer for a gig, we have to take it. And if that means that you can't do a certain gig that you really like to do, cause you're already booked, you know, so be it. That's how we're all getting by. So I play with uh, mostly the same people, but now on, you know, now and then you got to switch it up and, and that's good. Cause that brings a different element. You can find what you like, what you don't like, all that kind of stuff. Well, it keeps the music more alive and a little bit more spontaneous too, which is something that it's it's all well and good to be comfortable with your band members when you're going and doing the, the same old routine, like you were saying too, every week you're doing the same thing. If you're doing it with the same people, it gets to be much more mundane, whereas if you can have someone new playing with you periodically, they add something to it and you there is that spontaneity and you remember what the music is about and it's the having fun with it. Yeah, it is the the only thing I have to combat that is that I'm I'm a <laughs> I'm a complete control freak, man. <laughs> um, I admittedly I am. I I I put it this way. I would not want to work for me. Right. You know, like I <laughs> I being a drummer, I know exactly how I want the drums to sound. And if they're doing, you know, like a fill that I don't like or even something a little different of a pattern, I'll stop and just be like uh, you know, respectfully, I'm not vibing that. Could you just play it the way I played it? Please? You know, like <laughs> after, after a while, it's, I don't know, it must be pretty boring to work for me. But, uh, you know, I'm a control freak because at the end of the day, when I hear that song, you know, recorded or played, I'm happy with it. And that's my end result. Because if I'm not happy, I'm not going to make anyone else happy with it. Well, it's not just that. It's your music. You get to decide what you want your music to sound like. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So, so your album, you did bring that up. Let's bring it back here um it's very near completion you were saying oh, it's, done. it's done yeah um it's done it's it's going to be coming out in october i have advanced copies now that I, i've been selling and the the reviews from you know from industry and and average listeners alike has just been overwhelmingly good it's the 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 opinion that i get the most which i really like is i really liked your first album but this is a, a definite step up step up and uh you know that that's what it's all about for me. I think the songwriting is a lot more solid. The uh, it's a lot more personal. Whereas the first one, I was trying to make a pretty good pop album. These songs reflect, you know, personally what I was going through, and you know, the lyrics are a lot a lot deeper in most cases. And you know, you gotta you gotta grow, of course, you know. So I'm um, I'm glad that uh, that this that people seem to get that this album is uh, you know kind of the next step in my career and life and you know that uh, you know cliche shit that people say but it's the truth but it's not cliche and that's something that actually I was going to bring up as well in terms of your songwriting um, when you're listening to your music or when I'm listening to your music I find that it's a very personal experience whereas if you're listening to a I don't want to say typical pop artist but you know somebody who's following the guidelines of what is considered pop music and not straying too far or taking chances, you're not getting that personal experience that you get from, say, listening to someone like yourself. And people like that. You can relate to it a lot more, and it's it's a very honest opinion. If I'm listening to a song of yours, I get what I perceive to be a very honest opinion of who you are as a man. That goes a long way. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah. And I mean, for me, um, I try to find the happy medium of that. Like, 
when you get both my first album and my second album, you notice that most of the songs are between, you know, three and four minutes long, which is obviously the, you know, the, the pop goal, so to speak. But at the same time, uh, I did I did take a lot more chances on this album, and I, I I was able to express myself a lot more. I think that can go too far too, you know. I mean, me personally, I don't like you know seventeen minute songs. I don't like you know four minute you know crazy jazz guitar solos because that's just me. Um, and I think that I on this album in particular, I found the happy medium of still staying somewhat in the lines, but finding a niche to do it in my own way, like you know. Um, one of the things that I am proud of is when you hear one of my tunes, whether you like it or you don't like it, you can tell it's me. Like when my songs start, you're like, you know, if you know who I am, you're like, yeah, that's Andy. You know, you yeah. can, and it's a trade, a trademark. And I do dig that. Yeah, no, a definitely. Lot, a lot of the songs out now, um, especially in mainstream, man, you know, if you played them back to back, I cannot at all tell you, you know, who is, uh, who is doing it. You know, it all sounds exactly the same as the last one, you know, down to the samples. And I, you know, what, what's the point? You know, I, I you know, I just well, don't get it. That's one of the reasons why I also like doing this and doing contacting Indian unsigned musicians, because they take chances that a signed artist will not necessarily take that chance just because it is a chance and you there you run the risk of alienating an, an an audience but at the same time you also run the risk of gaining a much larger audience back from people who respect the fact that again you're you're taking chances that other people won't and when i again listen to your music you are taking chances you are doing things that other people aren't doing but you're doing it in such a way that it's not obtrusive it's not it's it's very relaxing. Your music has a very calming effect on people, and that's fantastic. It's good to be able to have that in while you're having a glass of wine, entertaining people in your home, and that's exactly what I've been doing. It's it's really good. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, it, it's funny because um, that you say that the calming effect. People have said to me, you know, like, you know, can you describe your music? And I said, okay, th this is the best example I've ever given someone. I was like, okay, you know, when you go out and you're you're headed out either with your boys or you know you're your wife or whoever and you're heading out to a great show and you're all energized and then you go and you see the show and the show's awesome and you get you know nice and buzzed and you know then you know you're coming out of it and uh, you jump back in your car and you're like man what a good night what can we put on like right now for that drive home I was like that is where I come in you know like that's that's what I want to be like Peter's like oh you're a rocker is like I am not a rocker if you listen to me for two minutes you can tell I am not a rocker <laughs> I have no interest in rocking. It's not my thing. Um, you know, I own a I own an electric guitar and touch it three times a year, and that's when I play in the band with my. I'm actually in a band with my father, and that's the only time that I play electric. But I like, you know, I like being mellow. I I like the fact that I have the calming effect. And one of the best compliments I got um, over the past couple of months is I, I actually had a woman tell me that I helped her get through her divorce with that album, and I was like, wow, wow. You know, what you know like what can you what do you say to that you know like if if so, the thought that someone can actually put something on that i did and get through a night and you know <laughs> yeah but that's again that's very much what music is all about it's oh yeah for for all of us it's when you're listening to whoever is an artist that that moves you and whether it's someone that you just heard or someone that you've known for a long time that music has such an impact on every aspect of your life and because it's something that can be on while you are doing something else it's not like again you're sitting down to read a book it can have a profound impact in your emotional state while you're doing something else in this case here like you were helping that lady um 
in terms of of again songwriting and whatnot um like any other creative art you're you're very influenced by what you're listening to while you're you're writing um what are some of the like what do you think are some of your strongest songs and what do you think helped influence that work um uh, strong strongest songs i'm i'm not too sure uh I guess strongest from what aspect? I mean, I have a I have a couple tunes on the new album that are more of the vibe from the last one, meaning that they're just kind of like pure pop tunes. Um, I have a tune on it called "Over and Over," which is a uh, track track ten, which I'm very very proud of from a songwriting aspect because it's you know it's three and a half minutes, and I think you know respectfully uh, it's it's uh, you know I don't mean to toot my own horn, I don't mean to sound like a jackass, but the hook is is really really strong. It's a really strong pop hook. I think the song is great, um, but at the same time, you know, it, it did, though I did write it from my own personal reflection and from what was going on, it's not lyrically a very, you know, deep song, so to speak. You know, it's just kind of, you know, it, it's a, it's a head bopper, and oh wow, I really dig that. It's the, you know, it's a good song to sing along to. Um, but then you can take like another song. Um, the the song lyrically I'm most proud of on the album is a song called "The Last Hello," which is a bit more of, um, it's like a, you know, it's like a a six eight vibe and it's uh it's got a, a a violin solo in the middle of it it's got almost got like the alt country thing going on um but the lyrics are just about you know imagining um ever, ever you know one of the, the lyric of the of the chorus is everyone talks about last goodbyes uh you know but you know and it, it just goes on to say like it's the last hello that worries me and that's the truth it's like you know, goodbyes don't really scare me that much, but it's the, you know, you can see it in someone's eyes when you're saying hello for the last time. It's, you know, it's, it's never hello either. It's like, you know, hey, you know, <laughs> it's like we it's like we can see literally you can see this crash just happening. And um, but there's, a, you know, uh, for example, there's a, a, a lyric and the last verse is uh, I wait by the door and if it's just you that walks through that'd be fine but I know you'll walk through the door hand in hand with a talk that you can't keep inside things like that you know I was very proud to write that it's like you know I'm I'm, I'm moving beyond moon and June of my lyricism you know and uh, so it's it's things like that that that, uh, that I'm most proud of that I've been able to take the step up of you know trying to say things in not so so much an obvious way yet still having people relate to them because it's a it's a hard balance to find oh you didn't you know, right. I, never, I, I, I don't dig the whole you know the whole 60 I, I you know I love 60s music but the whole my love is as wide as the sea it's like okay I don't relate to that you don't relate to that like who who is relating to that you know like my you know we can soar like the eagles it's like really Okay, because I can't get with that. But, you know, so finding that balance of relatable yet still not I love you. You love me. You know, it, it, it's pretty damn hard. It's very hard. Actually, it's something that I can relate to very well. See, I'm, I'm a writer as well. I don't write yeah. music, but I, I write fiction. I write poetry. I write all kinds of things. And one of the things oh, nice. that about writing poetry is that 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 balance of being able to say in very few words so much more than what you're writing down you need a lot more between the lines and that's something that's very much about songwriting as well because you have so few words that you can play with and it's exactly what you're saying wherein you want to be able to say so much more with just one line there has to be there has to be baggage attached to everything that somebody has to be able to relate to on their own playing field yeah, it's very true. And the 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 thing that I've found re even more so recently in the past couple of years is how one thing from someone 
can be completely believable, but from someone else, you just, no, I don't yep. believe it. And I, I, you know, bands that I play in with friends of mine where I play percussion and sing harmonies for them, a line that they write, they can pull off. But if I tried to sing it, it would just never in a million years be believable. It's, it's funny how, how different that is, you know? Well, it's what we've all lived through. So by all means, for the end of the, the interview here, pimp that album. Tell everyone where they can get it, the name of the album, everything. Go ahead. Okay. All right. Um, my new album is called Struggle Fantastic. It's coming out Friday, October 16th, and it'll be on iTunes at that time uh, and, and all the other you know digital downloads. But if you would like an advanced copy, you can email me at andymacmusic at gmail.com. That's all one word, A-N-D-Y-M-A-C music at gmail.com. Um, and I also have a bunch of, you know, promotional stickers and buttons and all that other kind of good stuff. And I've autographed every copy that I've sent out. So, you know, you can get the exclusive, so to speak. And uh, uh, thanks so much for having me, man. I really appreciate it. No, no, we're not done yet. Where else are you going to be playing hmm. in the next little while? Oh, Where are you sorry. playing? No, no, no. Lay it all out sorry, so that people can go see you. I Sorry, I'm sorry. I thought we were done. Well, the big show is, as I said, is Friday, October 16th at the Living Room, which is in the Lower East Side of New York City. And um, it's uh, Friday, October 16th at 8 o'clock. And uh, it's going to be a, a really, really great show. And then I'm actually going to be going on tour in November. I'm setting up the tour right now. I'm going to go from um, SoCal probably. Uh, yeah, I think I'm starting at San Diego and I'm going all the way up to Seattle. Uh, and then I'm trying to get back uh, for Thanksgiving and the holidays. So uh, that'll be the uh, the West Coast tour. Then as soon as the New Year hits, I'm going to set up the uh, set up the East Coast tour. And uh, I'm really looking forward to getting out there because I have I'm blessed to have a lot of friends and fam spread out through the country. And it seems like every day I'm getting the when are you coming to see me? When are you coming to see me? So it's like I'm coming. All right, I'm coming. So I'm fantastic. Well, thank you very much for your time. I appreciate it. Wish you the very best with the album. And thank uh, you. I'm going to be playing probably quite a bit of your music on the show. Try to give you as much publicity as I can. God bless you, brother. I appreciate that. Not a problem. All right. Thanks a lot. And we'll talk to you later. All right. Thanks. Once again, I'd like to thank Andy for the interview. I encourage everyone to check out his site at andymacmusic.com or his MySpace at myspace.com slash andymac. And he very generously donated five copies of his brand new CD, one of which is for me though, which means there's four up for grabs still. If you're interested in snagging a copy, send an email to thevinylexperience at gmail.com and in the subject line put Andy Mac CD. Uh, please don't include your address in the body of the email. I'll contact the winner to get your address. I'll ship out the CDs as soon as I get them from Andy, so you'll want to get your emails in as soon as possible. I'd like to take this moment to thank Andy for the CDs. We're all going to be enjoying them. And for anyone who isn't lucky enough to get one from me, all you have to do is go to Andy's site and you can pre-order a copy before the actual release. I believe in supporting indie musicians, as I hope you all do as well. Life 
is full of surprises and hope is written in these skies we try to live without dying in all those tears we've cried here's to Satisfy this soul. I'm tired of just merely pacing. I wake and who knows what for. Now the sun just keeps on it shining. The rain conquers our parade to wash away all this trying. We'll dance a sweet serenade. Here's to Captivate this soul. I find all that I'm seeking. The price of walking out that door. So I'll try to keep on believing in this cause I've given myself to. I'll wait out here in the silence in hope that I will find you.
Bailey Stoffer. I found Bailey while surfing through a variety of MySpace artists, as I often do. I added her to my friends list and immediately sent her a request to see if I could play her music on the show, as I love her style. Well, she immediately replied and told me that she'd love to have her music on the show. Coincidentally, her husband's music had been featured on a past episode. Turns out her husband is Ryan of Lifeboat Etiquette. Can you imagine the creativity that lives within that household? I think that's fantastic. I love Bailey's blend of folk and blues, but I will say that I would love to hear her play more straight-up blues, because I think her voice is ideally suited to that style, whether soft and calm or loud and gritty. Check her out at myspace.com slash baileystoffer and let me know if you agree. Of a soul that's lost its home Gone away from the city at night To the barren land of 
come to think this this was it for me all time came crashing down 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 at our feet some more Anna Free songs. If you'll remember, I played her a few episodes back, and I really love her voice and her style. Well, I've sent several more of her songs, as well as a link to a free single, Playgrounds and Kisses, which is part of the Fresh Faces of Portugal campaign. I'll add the link in the show notes so you can download it as well if you're interested. 
Enjoy the music, and remember that the show notes will be up at thevinylexperience.com, and if you have any comments, questions, or submissions, you can send them to thevinylexperience at gmail.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at twitter.com slash vinylexperience. You can subscribe to the show on iTunes and leave a review if you have a moment, and it'll help these artists get heard, which is what the show is all about. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next week.
was done.